Good evening. Our top story tonight, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are going to be without both of their top two running backs. Kenneth Walker, he is dealing with a groin issue. Now, we know he's going to be out for a period of time. Don't expect it to impact week one, but that's if it's not a re-aggravation of the hernia that he had last year. We also have Zach Charbonnet, who is out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. That very much puts week one in doubt for Zach Charbonnet. We've got that. Got an update on Anthony Richardson, who underwent surgery, and more on player profiler today. So, so happy to have friends such as the Harry Snowman and Senor Football on the show. Always better when you are here to tune in live. So appreciate both of you as well as Kyle Briggs was on vacation for a week with no service and have spent all day catching up on the NFL through your show. Thanks. Oh, appreciate that, Kyle. The pleasure is all mine. That is what we are here for to recap everything, bring you all the news across the NFL, your one-stop shop to stay up to date. Surf, happy to have you on the show as well. Not so happy to report that the Seattle Seahawks are dealing with some injuries at the running back position. Kenneth Walker, first and foremost, that is a big one. Kenneth Walker has a groin injury. Now, we don't know how serious it is until we are told it's a sports hernia, which he had last year. We're just going to assume it's a groin strain. That's the responsible thing to do is just believe Pete Carroll. But we've got that in the back of our minds. Remember, Kenneth Walker didn't play week one. Kenneth Walker did not participate in the Seattle Seahawks week one win over the Denver Broncos. Remember, it was Rashad Penny that started that game. Rashad Penny actually played games last year. It's hard to believe. It's easy to forget, but it did happen. But Kenneth Walker has a groin strain. He's going to be out while that calms down. And that tells me, okay, it really is a groin strain. It's not a long-term issue. Just going to let him rest. The groin, the hamstring, those kinds of injuries are things, those soft tissue where you just want to take it easy for a period of time. And Kenneth Walker, you know, if he's not practicing in July, it's not that big of a deal. He's not missing anything. He already knows the offense. He already knows how to operate on all three downs. The one worry could have been if Kenneth Walker was not practicing and Zach Charbonnet capitalized on all of those first team reps without Kenneth Walker accelerated his development curve. But no, no, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are both out. Zach Charbonnet, shoulder injury. He is out indefinitely and is meeting with the doctors today to determine what they are going to do. That, to me, implies we may be getting shoulder surgery for Zach Charbonnet. Now, I, this is no guarantee, but when they say they are consulting with doctors, that means they already got the MRI. They already have one conversation with the doctors, so now they're talking to more doctors to see what they're going to do. And... If it is up to the Seattle Seahawks, they will do everything within their power for no surgery. We have seen plenty of players such as Dalvin Cook go through their careers with bad shoulders, never get surgery until this past offseason. Dalvin Cook actually finally had shoulder surgery. But with Zach Charbonnet, that is left up in the air. And this 
indefinite tag for Zach Charbonnet, that scares me. That scares me quite a bit. Because with Kenneth Walker, you know, it's the it's the the platitudes. Oh, we're just going to wait for that cal- to calm down. That's not even day to day, which means week to week. So <laughs> waiting for it to calm down in the coach to English dictionary. I think waiting for it to calm down truly means day to day for Kenneth Walker. Whereas Zach Charbonnet out indefinitely, he very well could miss week one. Could miss week two, could miss longer than that. And there is the chance that he does return. But I am much more worried about Zach Charbonnet than I am about Kenneth Walker. I think Kenneth Walker is going to play week one. I think this is truly a, hey, sit him out for a couple weeks of practice. He's our RB1. Let's take care of him. Whereas Zach Charbonnet out indefinitely. Now that's a scary one. But if you want to know more about these injuries, the injury finder is the place to Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, "Ah, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? Now you can. Injury proneness is real. At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players and it's all in the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data and we crunch it all together and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The injury finder is powerful and it's only five bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. Hey, I know you want to win a fantasy championship. Good news. We actually have consultants that will run your team for you and get you to the finish line. Patrick Murphy and his team guarantee you a playoff spot. Here's one happy customer. I've been playing fantasy football for about 10 years now in the same league, and I'm always mediocre. I was never able to kind of break through that championship realm. And I honestly just didn't have the time or the will or the desire to put in the work that it took necessary to win until I met Pat Murphy. He was able to give me a draft strategy, help me with free agency, uh, make some trades and deals for me at the deadline that were able to put me over the top, And last year, I actually won my league for the first time. Big shout out to Pat. If you don't have it yet, please sign up for his subscription service because it's the best. So go to playerprofiler.com slash advice and we'll take it from there. Playerprofiler.com slash advice. We are here for you to help out. We've got the injury finder as well. And that'll keep you up to date on Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, While they're out, though, it is going to be DJ Dallas, last year's RB2 part-time. He and Travis Homer were kind of in a committee at RB2. But DJ Dallas, former wide receiver at the University of Miami, DJ Dallas, he's going to have the advantage, at least early. He knows the offense. He knows the system. But Kenny McIntosh is also competing for snaps. And by all accounts, Kenny McIntosh, who is not a good athlete, very, very slow, Still an excellent route runner. Apparently, he is just roasting cornerback, not cornerback, sorry, linebackers and safeties. Kenny McIntosh could contribute if Kenneth Walker goes down. But while I believe Kenneth Walker will be there week one, there are still going to be 30% of the opportunities behind him. 
It's either going to be DJ Dallas or it's going to be Kenny McIntosh. Those two are going to battle it out. In the meantime, Sir Roderick Thompson has signed to the team. He is going to be with them through training camp. Maybe he lands on the practice squad. We'll see. And we will keep you updated with Kenneth Walker, with Zach Charbonnet. And unfortunately, we will keep you up to date with Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick believes that he tore his Achilles just one year. After missing the entire season with a torn ACL, Tim Patrick, one of the hardest workers in the NFL, guy goes from undrafted to a fixture on this Broncos team. They had big plans for him last year, and they once again had big plans for Tim Patrick in 2023. He was going to be a starting wide receiver for them. He was their best do-it-all receiver. At least that's what they thought was inside the building. So you hate to see it. You really, really hate to see it. And you hate to see KJ Hamler too. KJ Hamler is suffering from pericarditis, which is mild heart irritation. It's an inflammation. And so KJ Hamler is going to miss a couple weeks and the Broncos are going to waive him. It's a procedural move. They're waiving him so that he can heal at home, I guess, or whatever. They don't want to carry him on the roster. They want to free up the roster space for someone else. I, I, I don't know. But whatever it is, KJ Hamler being waived by the Broncos. They do plan to bring him back in a couple weeks when he is healthy. But you hate to see it. KJ Hamler suffering. Tim Patrick suffering. This is Good news for Marvin Mims fantasy status, though. It looking good to draft Marvin Mims. He is going to be steamed up the board quite a bit. Quite, quite a bit. He was a fixture in the second round of drafts. In startup drafts, I mean, or uh rookie drafts. I loved Marvin Mims. He is a baller. He was a star producer at the University of Oklahoma. Age adjusted was so good and just carried this Oklahoma offense through multiple quarterbacks, multiple alignments. Marvin Mims, truly underrated. He ends up being the first pick of the Sean Payton era. Sean Payton clearly loves him. And early, we expected him to have a rotational role. He'd be a Ted Ginn type where he's a returner and wide receiver 4-5 where he mixes in for some shots. But now... Now it looks like Marvin Mims is going to be a week one starter for the Denver Broncos. Now, there is a small chance that Sean Payton defers to Marquez Callaway, who knows the offense from his time with the Saints. But I believe, and you should too, that Sean Payton is going to trust the guy that he drafted with his first pick, second round pick, Marvin Mims, who he is going to get steamed up real nice. As Theo said earlier, Theo and I were in a meeting earlier today. We were talking, making some plans. Marvin Mims is going to end up going in round 12 very shortly. You were getting him in around 16, 17, sometimes 18. Marvin Mims is going to hit the ground running with the Denver Broncos. Now, we still expect Jerry Judy to lead in targets, but Marvin Mims, he's going to offer some boom weeks with his speed. He's going to be the Tyler Lockett or Jerry Judy. They want. I don't know. Either way, there's there's two Tyler Lockett's maybe. There's no DK Metcalf. Cortland Sutton is not DK Metcalf. We found that out last year. But Marvin Mims, Ted Ginn, Kenny Stills, Tyler Lockett, whatever you wanted to call him, he is going to produce. 
going to have some big spike weeks. Moving on to the rookies across the NFL. We have an update on Anthony Richardson. He underwent surgery yesterday to repair his septum in his nose. For those of you who don't know, the septum is this thing right here that separates your two nostrils. I guess he had an issue with it. Underwent surgery yesterday. Very minor procedure. Missed practice today. Just, you know, let the swelling go down, heal. Might miss practice tomorrow. It's undetermined. It'll depend on how he's feeling tomorrow. If if I think I know Anthony Richardson, I'm going to guess that he finds a way to practice tomorrow. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to miss practice. But health comes first, so we'll see if he's out there. Either way, that's only two days missed of practice for Anthony Richardson. And I know every day is important when you're learning to play in the NFL. But not going to be a big deal. Not going to derail anything. And the most interesting thing is going to be what happens when Anthony Richardson returns either tomorrow or on Wednesday. Is he working with the ones? Is he working with the twos? Is it a mix between him and Gardner Minshew? Because the last time we saw Anthony Richardson on Saturday, Anthony Richardson was the QB one the entire time, spent the entire practice working with the starters. Now, this is a competition. Anthony Richardson has not secured anything. He hasn't locked it up yet. But practicing with the starters on Saturday, great sign. If he comes back and is working with the first team at all, even if it's 50% of the reps, great sign. And if Anthony Richardson is getting all of the first team reps when he returns either tomorrow or Wednesday, whoo, look out. Because we already know Anthony Richardson starting week one. He needs live game reps. That's the only way he's going to improve. Sitting on the bench isn't going to help Anthony Richardson because he didn't play enough in college. So now he gets to go out, gets to ball out. I'm excited for Anthony Richardson. He is going to hit the ground running with the Indianapolis Colts. It'll be up and down. But the athleticism, the ability to avoid sacks, that is going to take Anthony Richardson far, the fantasy production. Although, I don't know who's going to be playing running back for him. We know about the issues with Jonathan Taylor, how he wants to be traded. I truly believe Jonathan Taylor will be there in week one. We saw a video of him earlier today, not moving too well. He was walking a little laboredly, very slow. Some people are saying it's the back injury that Jonathan Taylor didn't report and doesn't have, but reportedly happened while he was working out at home and the Colts are trying to take away some of his money because the injury happened at home. But others are saying, no, nah, it looks like he's limping. It looks like it, it's the ankle that he had surgery on. Either way, Jonathan Taylor, not practicing, still believe he's there week one beside Anthony Richardson. But if not, it might not be Zach Moss either. Zach Moss is going to miss the next four to six weeks with a broken forearm. He's going to miss a significant portion of training camp. If not, Miss week one entirely. So that leaves Dion Jackson last year had a 10 target game, nine, rece yeah, 10 receptions or nine receptions. Either way, double digit targets. That is something that Jonathan Taylor, I don't even believe has done. Dion Jackson, star running back, or at least he has the potential to. If Jeff Saturday had just given him, given him the load last year, we would have actually been able to see that. But now, we're never actually going to see Deion Jackson take on a bell count role, even though I really, really wanted to. But it's going to be him or it's going to be Evan Hall, this year's fifth round rookie out of Northwestern. The kid is electric. The kid is athletic. He has breakaway speed. He looks like he is going to be one of the better satellite backs within the next two to three years, a direct replacement for Naheem Hines. So love Evan Hall. Love Deion Jackson. Ultimately, though, don't think it matters because I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be there week one. He's going to be the bell count. But those are the names to know in the future. 
for the waiver wire. He might be ending up starting them at some point. We also have an update on CJ Stroud. Bad day from him. Two interceptions, only completed 50% of his 10 attempts in the seven on or in the 11 on 11 team scrimmage. Not great, but CJ Stroud still should be the starter. Don't know why the Texans haven't announced him the starter yet. Davis Mills isn't starting. This is CJ Stroud's job. CJ Stroud's team. Just get it over with. We also have the Chicago Bears. Now, Roshan Johnson, he is not with the starters yet. He's still working with the second and third teams. Instead, Dante Foreman was taking snaps with the first team for the first time today. Previously, it had been all Khalil Herbert. Now, Dante Foreman getting some work with the first team. And I think this is going to happen in NFL games, at least to start the season. Khalil Herbert's going to be the lead back. They'll get some carries for Dante Foreman, but neither of those backs can pass protect. So eventually we're going to have Roshan Johnson as the every down back for the Chicago Bears because he can do everything that is required. Remember, the Bears offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, the number one thing he wants from a running back is to protect the quarterback. So if Roshan Johnson is the best pass protector, which we believe he is, if he can beat out Travis Homer on third downs, which we believe he can, that's going to help a lot, especially for his case to play on early downs too. You don't have to just run it with Khalil Herbert. You don't have to worry about Justin Fields getting killed back there. So I'm excited to see what happens there with Roshan Johnson. It's still only a matter of time until he becomes the full-time starter. Other news around the NFL, Ronald Jones has been suspended two games for the performance enhancing drug policy. He can still practice with the team, but come week one, come week two, he is going to be suspended, will not be working with the Dallas Cowboys, and that might cost him his spot on the roster. Malik Davis been getting some hype. Rico Dowdle even getting some hype earlier today from the Dallas Cowboys. Deuce Vaughn, we've seen some clips of him running behind the offensive line. It's hard to see him. He is a very small man, but it also makes it harder to find him behind the line of scrimmage. This Dallas Cowboys offensive line is a bunch of maulers. And just all of a sudden, you see Deuce Vaughn pop out, go for a big game. So Ronald Jones suspended two games. He might not make this roster. No guarantee there. And speaking of suspensions, Alvin Kamara is meeting with Roger Goodell. They are going to discuss his potential suspension. So maybe we'll finally have an update on that. We'll finally get some clarity of what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. We will keep you up to date on that, what is happening there. And speaking of running backs, Ezekiel Elliott still visiting with the New England Patriots. Sounds like that visit is going pretty well. Now, there's no lock that they're going to sign Zeke. Leonard Fournette also had a great visit with the New England Patriots, and they're expecting to visit with Dalvin Cook. But reporters in the New England area, they are starting to sound like they believe it will be Ezekiel Elliott that signs with the New England Patriots. And this is the best-case scenario for Ramondre Stevenson because Dalvin Cook would have been the worst case. Leonard Fournette would have been pretty much the worst case because he'd be taking away touchdowns on the goal line. He'd be taking away targets in the passing game. So that would be the big worry. But with Ezekiel Elliott, while he's not the receiving threat that Leonard Fournette is, that Dalvin Cook is, he's still going to be playing on third downs because Ezekiel Elliott is one of the better pass-protecting running backs in the NFL. And that is something that Bill Belichick values. And Ezekiel Elliott is still one of the better goal linebacks. Short yardage, first and or third and one. 
right on the goal line, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be in there more than we would like. Ramondre Stevenson, even if it's not Zeke, it's it's bad either way. Zeke is the best case scenario. We know they're adding a running back, but while Ramondre Stevenson doesn't practice today, Kevin Harris capitalizes. Previously, it was all Pierre Strong, but Kevin Harris getting some run with the first team earlier today. We also have an update, speaking of the first team, on Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy spending all his time today with the first team. Brock Purdy gets 100% of the first team reps. Sam Darnold outsnaps Trey Lance with the second team. But that's not all good news. Brock Purdy had a bad day with the start. Granted, most people are going to have a bad day throwing against the 49ers defense. Brock Purdy, though, two fumbles. Multiple sacks, but you obviously you don't sack the quarterback in training camp and an interception. He's still shaking off the rock rust, but Brock Purdy will be the starter week one for the 49ers. I have no doubt in my mind that will be the case. And even though Sam Darnold beat out Trey Lance for snaps, Trey Lance was reportedly the best quarterback at camp today. Looked strong, looked confident. So while we believe this competition is settled with Brock Purdy and that if Trey Lance shows out in a preseason game, someone's going to trade for him, stranger things have happened. There is still the teeny tiny chance that Trey Lance ends up starting games for the 49ers this season. And speaking of starting games, the New York Jets are looking for a starting running back. They're hoping it is Brees Hall in week one, but still going to be a few weeks before... We know what's going on with him before he returns 100%. And is it going to be Dalvin Cook that signs with them? If they sign Dalvin Cook, if they sign Dalvin Cook to the roster, well, that's starting to sound like it's bad news for Michael Carter. Michael Carter could be on the outside looking in, I know. We all thought Michael Carter was a lock for the roster. He's a third down back. He can play in the passing game. But by all accounts, he's being beaten out by Bam Knight to be the lead running back right now. And it doesn't sound as though they're going to cut Israel Abanacanda. So if the New York Jets do land Dalvin Cook, Michael Carter could be on his way out with the New York Jets. Final news of the day it was also a bad day for Jamison Williams. Very, very bad day for Jamison Williams. Two drops, but again, it's training camp. It's July. Drops don't really matter. We all remember Jamar Chase, all his drops. And really, even in the season, drops don't matter that much because targets are a skill. And the players with the most drops typically have the most targets. Jamar Chase up there in drops, and it doesn't matter. When it does matter is when the quarterback stops trusting you and the drops lead to you not getting on the field like Nikhil Harry. But for Jamison Williams, he has some drops. He goes 0 for 3 in the red zone on one and ones and he ends up throwing a punch at an undrafted free agent cornerback, Starling Thomas. But the good news for Jameson Williams is he just gets open at will. Completely shreds C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Cam Sutton. Quality, quality, upper end coverage players can Cam Sutton and C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Jameson Williams just shreds them on the release. He just can't come up with the ball. But Jameson Williams, he has all the talent in the world. Will he put it together? Throwing punches isn't how you get it done. Throwing punches 
not good for a player that the Lions have said they want to mature. But what we've seen in practice, what we've seen on the field, if Jamison Williams does put it together, he has the talent to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. It's just whether or not he ever gets his head straight enough for us to see it. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.